Hi everyone, this is Aaron, and you are listening to the Sound Words Podcast. Dive in, dig deep is my Instagram account dedicated to the beauty of the Bible and the role of reading in the Christian life. I recently went live with Courtney Rasig, author of the book Teach Me to Feel, Worship Through the Psalms in Every Season of Life. I recorded the audio, and I am happy to share it with you today here on the podcast. We talked about the story behind her book, her writing process, and how she sees its message to be relevant for today. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Aaron. Um, I am Dive In, Dig Deep, and this is the first time I'm going to be going live on Instagram. I have uh, been quarantined here in California, and I wanted to use this time to talk to some people that are also quarantined um, and just kind of make the most of this time. I want to invite different authors or maybe some of my online friends to come on and just talk about their work. And today I have my first guest. Her name is Courtney Rasig, and she wrote this awesome book called Teach Me to Feel. Um, it was published by the Good Book Company. And I see you, Courtney. I'm going to invite you to come into the chat right now. All right, Courtney, let's see if I can get you to come on board. There. Hello. <laughs> Courtney, thanks for coming on. Thank you so thanks much for, for, for doing this. Yeah. Um, how are you? Are you all, you're also in quarantine, right? I am, but you guys have a stay at home order, don't you? Uh, yeah, it, it's technically a stay at home order. So we're yeah. not really supposed to be going out. Like they closed some of the parks and like oh, the wow, beaches. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. we're not really supposed to be going out. We're not really supposed to be gathering. And I guess that, you know, the big impact is with the churches, like we're not sure. supposed to be meeting. So we're doing everything online. Um, yeah. So we're doing that here. We're not, but we don't have a stay at home order. Oh, okay. Okay. For sure. So yeah. we haven't had as many cases as you guys have had, but we also are in the middle of the country. So I feel like right. Right. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're actually in Arkansas right now, right? Is that where yeah. you are? Yeah. And yeah. I, how did you end up in Arkansas? Because you were born here in California. I saw. I saw. Yeah, I was born. Where? In, uh, I was born in San Jose. Are, where San Jose. Are you okay. At? I'm in. Okay, I'm in a a city called Alhambra. It's basically like a little bit east of LA. Okay. Yeah, we're we're really close to LA, like a ten minute drive on the on the ten freeway. But San Jose, okay. And then you made your way, like kind of all, all over, over the place, right? Yeah, you kind of went all over the place. Yeah. So I lived in. Um, so I was born in California. My dad's whole family is from California. Okay. So we lived there when I was little, and then I lived in. Um, we moved to Michigan, where my mom is from, when I was okay. three, because yeah. it was really expensive, and my parents couldn't afford to live there. And yeah, um, so me and one of my brothers were born there, and then we lived in Michigan until yeah. I was eight, and then I grew up in Dallas mostly. Texas. Okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so what I spent you... the rest of my life because um, uh, my dad moved there. He went to seminary, and we just stayed there until I was in college. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you really I feel did like grow I spent up most there. Of my time there. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. in, I was in elementary school and I got there and I was halfway through college when I left. So I yeah. feel like my really formative years, it still really feels like home. And then I moved to, my parents moved to Michigan again. Mm -hmm. So my dad could pastor 
Oh, for sure. I, I moved to Minnesota to be closer to them uh -huh. when I was in college. And mm -hmm, then I finished mm -hmm. college in Minnesota. And then I moved to Louisville, Kentucky to go to seminary. Yeah. You then went we, to SBTS, right? I did. Yeah. And I'm yeah. still at SBTS because I never finished. So I'm re-enrolled oh. again. <laughs> oh, good job. Good job. But you guys are all online now, right? Because like, it's not like yeah. you're going to, yeah, you're not going to matter, campus. But I've been online this whole time. So. Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah. Doing the distance thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. But we moved here to help be a part of a church plant in mm, mm, mm. about eight years, almost nine years ago. And then we've, we transitioned out of that in September, but we're okay. a part of that church plant for eight years. So. Oh, okay, for sure. Yeah. And where did you write the majority of your book then? I guess you wrote it when you were where, where you're at right now in Arkansas? Yeah, yeah, all my books have been written in Arkansas. Okay, so for sure. all of my physical children and all of my book children have been birthed in Arkansas. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Your, your book, Teach Me to Feel, that was actually the first book that I read from you. I think I probably, like, saw your name just online, you know, sure, uh, yeah. with whatever articles you wrote. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's talk about your book. Yeah. Um, let me see here. What's the story behind your book? Like, what, what caused you to write it? Or what was, like, the entire build up to it yeah i've always loved the psalms and so mm. um i had kind of grown to love them a lot but we they became really meaningful to me almost three years ago when we were mm. i was pregnant with my fourth son and yes. we were i was put in ho on hospital bed rest and so mm. i was uh in in many ways i was quarantined i was quarantined in a hospital for almost a month oh, or about man. a month and yeah. um it was it was a life or death situation for both my son and myself. And so mm, every day mm, was kind of a, will I live? Will I not live? And there was this unseen thing. I could not see what was going on inside my body, but I knew it was threatening. And so yeah, yeah. the Psalms really um, were the only thing I could read. I, I tried reading other books and other, even other books of the Bible. Yeah. And I just couldn't. I couldn't focus. I couldn't focus my mind. I was so overcome with fear and anxiety yeah. um, and uncertainty. And so the Psalms really ministered to me there. And so I dealt with a lot of postpartum depression and post-trauma stuff after he was born. And the Psalms mm -hmm. really ministered mm -hmm. to me there. And so from that, I'd I've written two books previously. And so one of the things that always in the mind of literary agents who represent authors is what's sure. the next thing you're going to do? Yeah, yeah, at yeah. At the time, I think I thought, <laughs> I, I don't think I have it in me. I don't want to write mm. anything else. The Psalms just kept coming back to, I had taught the Psalms at some women's retreats. And so I, I had started, I really loved the Psalms. They administered to me so much and I wanted others to love them as well and see that mm. the Psalms really give us language for our emotions and how we express our fears back to God and how we pray and how we are shaped by them and shaped in our feelings in some of the greatest highs of life and some of the lowest of lows. So that's where the book comes from is, is the Psalms teach us to feel and yeah. they teach us to feel rightly, and they're not afraid of our feelings, and they right, right. Um, allow us to feel the rawness of our feelings, but then they also shape our feelings by who God is and, and God's word, and then they drive us back to him. Right, right, so that's right. That's where it came from. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm a worship leader, so I lead music at church, and obviously, oh, sure, like, yeah. I think for any worship leader, like the Psalms, you know, like, you got to love the Psalms, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think, I think until you actually, like, you know, experience maybe some of the things that the psalmist was talking about, or maybe just kind of like go, go through a little bit, you know, experiential, um, then you can really start to relate to it more. And it's yeah. not just like, it's not just like words. I mean, obviously, like songs that we sing are good, right? But it's mm -hmm. different to like, to sing it and actually like know, like right. what you what you mean and, and how you feel when right. you're singing it, you know? Um, right. How, how was the entire writing process? I know different writers, they do different things. Do you do like a journal? Do you do like computer? Do you do 
Like, yeah, I don't know. All of my book writing processes have been different. So this mm -hmm. one was different in the sense that the chapters were shorter. Yes. Um, and then also it was different in the sense that um, I had journaled a lot of thoughts about the Psalms. Yeah. Well, throughout my time in the hospital and then also throughout um, my struggles with depression afterwards. Mm, mm. So there was a lot to, and I just spent so much time in them that I had kind of understood the, like how Psalms work and how you interpret them and things like that. Right. But generally what I've done with, with uh, the book writing process is I read as much as I can about the topic as possible. So I get okay. a lot of uh, like I probably read 40 books on the Psalms. Sure, sure. Um, leading up to like whether it's like with a commentary on them or yeah. some books about interpretation or things yeah. like that to kind of help ground me in, is anyone else saying this? Um, do I even need to be saying this? Because did right. someone already say this much better? Right. Um, and then kind of knowing my market, but then also having, being kind of like not an expert, but somewhat of an expert if you're going to write a book on it. Right. So, uh, I read, yeah, I read anywhere between 20 and 40 books on the topic before mm. I start writing. Yeah. Um, and then from there, with each birth of a child, I've had a harder time figuring out how to write, like to figure out writing. Yeah. And so this past time, the writing process looked different in that I had a babysitter who would come once a week oh. for like almost like half the, like for like six hours. And I would write, yeah. I'd write early in the morning on Saturdays Yeah. Um, and things like that. So yeah, yeah so that's kind of how I would write then mm -hmm. um but when i had when my kids were when i just had the twins they're my oldest kids and i just had them mm -hmm. and they were infants i would write during their nap time and they would nap sometimes for like three hours in the afternoon <laughs> you know, so like, that's crucial time right there <laughs> yeah so like i got a lot of writing done then and so in the season of life i'm in now it, i it is a little harder to come by and i have to be more strategic Mm. Um, but I'm about to have all my kids in school age. And so that'll oh, be for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, we have, uh, we just have a newborn right now and then we have yeah. a, a boy that's less than one. And so oh, okay. I honestly, yeah. I don't know how you did anything during that time yeah. because I don't, you know, it's just kind of like, you have no time to do anything with, with these kids. Like one just starts, <laughs> one starts crying and then you get to stop. But then the other one starts yeah. crying after that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. But if you can do it, Hey, thanks for being such a great well, role model you're, with that. You're too. In a season that's different. Like, I don't think I did anything when the twins were that age. Mm, mm, like, mm, I don't, it's a different season. So yeah, for sure. And those seasons go more quickly than you realize they will. And then uh, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. then you get to a new season and then you got to figure out a new normal. Like, it's true. like parenting is often figuring out a whole new normal of figuring out how am I going to get this done? Yeah. Cause we both, we view, my husband and I both look at like the writing ministry that I do as, mm -hmm. as a stewardship. And so we do try to find time to do it. It just takes, Oh yeah. Takes yeah. constantly talking about it yeah, and trying no. to figure it out. Yeah, and I'm glad that you do it because it, it, it blesses so many people, uh, not only through the book, but also through everything else that you write, even with your posts. So out now that the book's out, um, mm -hmm. what do you hope? What do you hope will will happen with the book? Or like what do you how do you see the message being relevant today? I mean, there's obviously a lot of stuff going on. I don't think this was happening when you were writing, right? It was so, not, no. Yeah, like what uh, what do you hope? No. Yeah, I mean, I don't I've told multiple friends in the last week or probably two weeks that I probably the last week where it's felt really, really scary is that yeah. I never, ever, ever once thought when I was writing mm. that <laughs> I would be able to point people to the Psalms because of a pandemic. That's right. Right. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Um, you know, yeah. so, I mean, I, there's plenty of people that I've talked to who are experiencing personal suffering mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that like diving into the Psalms really ministers to them. Yeah. 
but not like this like universal suffering where like right. there's not a person that we know everyone knows someone who's touched by it everyone is touched by it and absolutely so yeah yeah the, what's helpful is the psalms do include a lot of corporate elements to our grief and our suffering and our fears right. and our anxiety and so i hope more than anything that if people pick up the book and mm -hmm. they they read it that they will be more drawn to God's word yes, and the comfort that comes from knowing God through his word and the comfort that comes from the fact that God has given us an entire songbook, mm -hmm. entire book of poetry that allows us to express our deepest anguishes to him. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And what better time than right now when yeah. all of yeah. us are dealing with so much uncertainty and so much fear. Right, than, right. Um, We're feeling a lot of things right now, I'll tell you we that. We are feeling a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, my hope is that people would walk away with um, a renewed hope in the Lord um, and a renewed comfort that he's not surprised by the varying things that we feel mm -hmm. um, by living in a broken world. I mean, the reality is coronavirus is because we live in a broken world. We live yep. in a world that is, 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 is crying out for redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All, we're groaning. Cells that invade us. And yeah. so I think that the Psalms provide us language for, a people, a collective people, God's people yeah. who are in exile, who are crying out for the restoration of all things through Christ. Right, right, right. And yeah. So I yeah. hope that that's what that would give people is a, a, a deeper language for that, that grief that they feel. Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't, you didn't cover all the Psalms. You didn't cover all didn't. 150. No. So no. there's still more room to do self-study. And you even uh, right. had, you had journal spaces in there too, I remember, right? So it's- I did. It's, I had- yeah, I had a journal space and then I, um, there's journal space in it and I just finished working on a study guide for it, but it's not, oh. it's not, it, it'll be a free download, but it's not, awesome. uh, not complete yet. So awesome, awesome, awesome. I finished it and they're editing it. And so hopefully in the next month or so, we'll be able to release that for people. And it's that will be provide, so helpful. Yeah. That'll provide like more questions to go along with some of the Psalms that are listed at the end. So right. I do provide extra Psalms that pertain to the Psalm in the chapter. Yes, you did. Yeah. Chapter. So yeah. Man, Courtney, thank you so much for coming on to talk about Thanks your book. This is, this is awesome. I, I love the book uh, and everybody can get it at the Good Book Company, right? Yes, um, they have a really good discount right now, 40% yeah, off. Right, right. And a lot of other uh, like resources to help us during this uh, difficult really time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for coming on. Make sure Thanks. everybody follows Courtney and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for doing talk this. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks, Courtney, for being my guest on the show, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Courtney's book is available now on the Good Book Company website. You'll find that link in the show notes. Follow my Instagram account, at diveindigdeep, and don't forget to find me on the Solon Network podcast, the Walnut Commentary podcast for my church, and the SVRGN podcast with my wife, Jess. I'll put all of those links in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you'll find links to the Sound Words podcast archive. And don't forget to subscribe to Sound Words on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Just search for Sound Words. My website is musicgoon.com. The email address for this podcast is soundwords at musicgoon.com. And you can always tweet me at musicgoon. Thanks. See you soon.